he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you're here. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So our queen, Claire, mm. has spoken out once again. She went on Almost Famous and she is confirming once again that it wasn't necessarily her decision to leave The Bachelorette. We knew this because when we had Noah on, mm -hmm. we got that out of him, basically. What I remember was them being like, hey, are you willing to possibly wait with the chance of things turning out differently? Like, they're really vague. Or mm -hmm. you go on now, uh, there's 30 other guys, you're the youngest one, we won't get to view your story. I was like, sure. I mean, that, if that's the gamble is me versus 30 guys and I can't even talk to Claire, I was like... I'd rather just. But take it's like the they were planning for her to leave, though. If they're telling you that, I don't off know the if bat, they were planning, but I think they know her. So and no, no, they were planning they on know, her to leave, and they know Dale. Like there had to have been something else, but it was mm. hey, there's a gamble. So <laughs> why I was would they only... think there's a gamble? But yeah, if you guys remember, we had Noah on, and then Claire messaged me and said, "Congratulations on being the only ones to finally uncover the truth," or something like that. Eek. An iconic quote. So she knows. Like, we're on she the knows. radar. Yeah, okay. But this Obviously. is what Claire said on Almost Famous. It was extremely stressful being The Bachelorette. I think I think it, it was toxic for my mental health being The Bachelorette. And I think it was a good thing that I left when I left. I won't say entirely that it was my decision to leave. You were encouraged to, to kiss certain people that you didn't feel like it? Yes. Yes. Ben, wow. did you experience that at all? <laughs> or is it just me? Was I encouraged to kiss people? No, because I kissed everybody. Um, <laughs> it's like weird to me that Ashley Iconetti, literally bachelor royalty, like veteran of the show is like, wait, that's so weird. Production <laughs> would make you kiss someone you didn't want to kiss as if like, that's not so obvious. This girl has been on the show a million times. Like she's playing a bit, I think. And another thing I thought about when I was playing that clip is that Almost Famous is like one of ABC, it's not an ABC podcast, but it's one of ABC's podcasts that they would like, I guess, mm -hmm. protect. They probably yeah. get screeners. I don't totally. actually know that, I'm assuming. But then they air something like this that like totally bashes the show. So I'm like, how do other people get away with it? I feel like Almost Famous does a good job of like riding that line where they're not so, so, so like a company pod. But it's still Ben and Ashley, and they still try to, like, I think, defend the show when they can, until it's, like, indefensible. Then they will, I feel like, speak out on something. But um, unfortunately, we're not Ben or Ashley, which is, I think, why we do, do not get the screeners. ABC is not Yeah, a it would fan. be really helpful if we can get the screeners, especially for Golden mm -hmm. Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. There's a lot of stuff coming up, and if... If anyone has their hands on the screeners. I know. If anyone has a hookup, if you know anyone yeah. who works at Warner Brothers. On the DL. We can meet in a parking lot and like just exchange the, the screener. Perfect. Undercover. On a cassette tape. So in this interview, Claire goes in on Dale. Like she goes off. She talks about one story specifically that when she was getting her breast reduction surgery, Dale apparently came to the hospital, but just took a selfie and then left. I mean, oh I don't, I'll let, I'll let Claire, I'll the let Claire, audacity. I'll let Claire explain it because I wasn't there. So let's let Claire explain it. I was allowed that time to process everything that he did, everything circumstance, even when I had my breast implants out, he showed up, took a selfie for self, you know, for social media 
and left the next day mm-hmm. while I was going through recovering from surgery just to show people that he was there. You know, things like that, where it's like gross. I looked at that and I'm like, no man would ever, ever do that. How did Claire not see the signs of Dale maybe not being there for the right reasons earlier on? Because I feel like they they really did this dance for a very long time. And I was never a believer in Claire and Dale, even from watching them on the show and then seeing how they'd be like on again, off again, on again, off again. It's not her fault. She was blinded by love. Blinded, right. Very, very blind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, this doesn't surprise me though. I would love to like talk to Dale one day too and like get his perspective on how all of this went down. But he always gave me the vibe that he was more interested in his career. Right. I did go and try to look to find the selfie. I couldn't Mm. find it. I even looked for like potential news articles that maybe picked it up like Dale supports girlfriend Claire, whatever. Nothing. And also when I was on Dale's feed, he's um, scrubbed Claire from his feed. Oh, that's how you know it's over. Yeah. Well, it's been over for quite some time. And Claire, <laughs> right. she's literally a baby. engaged or is she no, married she's married. Engaged? Yeah. Married, she's married with a baby on the way. On the way. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Get <laughs> your facts. Jackie, this respect. is your this is your job. I know. You have to get your facts. Oh my god, more people are gonna complain about me in the reviews that I don't know everything <laughs> about everything in the world. I'm sorry. Speaking of other podcasts, moving on, I was <laughs> listening to Nick Vial's podcast. Nick and Natalie are pregnant, as you guys know. Um, Nick opens up on his podcast that he purposely told friends the wrong gender to see if they have any snitches in their life. I know Paris Hilton does shit like this. So interesting to see that like Nick is taking a page out of that book. We already know the gender. Oh, we do. We're not revealing that yet. We have told some friends, but I've, I've told some friends the the wrong gender just to like, (laughs) well, sometimes you have to weed out the moles. You know? Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll just like, you got to know who you can trust and who you don't trust. And like, you know, I'll apologize in the future. But I was just, you know. I'm just excited to tell our baby that this is what Nick used the gender for. To weed out. It's yeah. also, I like that. Because, yeah, because you never know. All of a sudden it gets around and be like, oh, I heard you're having a. And I'm like. Then you know who it came from. you know who it came from. But if yeah. you've told multiple people the wrong gender, how are you going to know who said it? Well, there's a couple people. The people I told the wrong name to, they're, you know, it just there's. I wonder if they have a big mouth. But he doesn't answer the question. That <laughs> well, <still> that, doesn't... <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, Nick, unless you only have two friends that you told this to, like, there's no way to scientifically know who the mole is because you're <laughs> by like by math, you're going to have to tell multiple people the wrong gender. And then how are you going to know who it goes back to? What if I say <laughs> it's a girl I heard from a source close to Nick? I mm. have a 50-50 shot of that being right. Totally. So I don't think this is the way to figure out who's a mole. Right? And also, I just don't get... If they know... Like, I understand sometimes the parents don't want to know and they want to be surprised. That's great. If they know as the parents, why is it a secret? Who cares? I mean, if they want to keep it private, who? I don't think that's that weird. But it's like... But they're telling people. It's, it's like not private. They're telling their well, friends. Well, uh, no. They're probably keeping it secret because they're waiting for People Magazine to release a photo of them holding mm. pink balloons No, you're so right. Beach. Actually, like, that is probably why they're keeping it secret is for a monetizable reason and for no other 
Because otherwise, but I mean, like, I, people why? keep it secret all the time, though. Like, I don't think it's that weird to want to keep it secret, right? But they're not. They're telling people in their life, like, right? Like, if there was a couple who was pregnant and they mm-hmm. wanted to be like, "This is just for us. Like, it's special. We're not telling anyone." Totally understand. But they're telling mm-hmm. people. They're just not telling like all the people. Yeah. So like, why? I, I do think it's funny. His producer like questions his logic on like this scientifical because it makes no sense. Literally, He's scientifically, like, this is not a good experiment you know wait he needs to keep a spreadsheet he's like okay i told the mole mm-hmm. the wrong gender i told greg grippo the right gender and right. like he has to literally keep track of like who he told and and what gender he told them mm-hmm. this is only gonna work if you do it one mole at a time you have to tell one person yeah or only have two friends that you tell well, like I said, the Paris Hilton thing, Paris Hilton has spoken out and said, like, she would purposely tell friends, like, crazy stories about herself. Like, yes. oh, like, last night at the nightclub, I was doing this. It was so crazy. And, like, she would just wait to see if, like, TMZ would pick it up. So it is an interesting but thing to do. But that makes sense because there's multiple stories that Paris is telling all these different people. Right. So you can this make is not every the story, story to do it different, with. but you can't do that with a gender of a baby. Yeah, you know what he should... Okay, Nick, if you're listening, hey, how are you? Um, You should do this with your baby name. Yes, that's the way to do it. Yes, that's how you find the mole. That's how, that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> you know, there's a TV show called The Mole. Um, No, I didn't know that. What's it about? Finding a mole? Finding the mole. Yeah, no, it's it's actually really good. I watched it. Um, But like, <laughs> what what are they doing with Oh, the so mole? they're doing like all these challenges but okay, so like, oh, when but you someone win the wants cha- to do it bad, right? Because then, yeah, someone wants to sabotage. Basically, you are against the mole, but you don't know who the mole yeah, is yeah, in the group. Yeah. No one knows. So if you win the challenge, you guys all get money. If you lose the challenge, the mole gets money, but you don't know who the mole is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, there'll be someone that like on the challenge, they're struggling, and you're like, are they really struggling mm-hmm. or are they the mole? That's fun. In this guy, Nick should not go on the show because he wouldn't have a good. He way doesn't of understand out. the concept of figuring out a mole. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I think you're totally right that they're just waiting for their People magazine spread. That's when they're going to reveal the gender, the name, all of the things. They're going to do a big photo shoot. No, that's not when the name's coming. The name's coming with the... Se- um, in a separate photo shoot so they can capitalize off of it twice. Well, <laughs> I think they're not going to announce the name until it's the born. baby's here. It's going to be yeah. an Instagram picture of Natalie with the baby's um, hand around her finger with mm. the hospital bracelet in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a girl. I'm just getting girl vibes. Ooh. I don't know what vibes I'm, I'm, I'm the getting. Mole. It's me. <laughs> Nick it's me. told me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Wait, another issue the producer brought up is like, okay, eventually whoever you told the wrong thing to is go- obviously heard this story and knows that you think they're molish. Mm, like right. if I were the friend, I'd be like, hey, like why did you think I would be the one that would be telling on you? Why are you questioning me? Right. But they probably won't realize that till the baby's born. And then they'll be like, Nick told me the wrong gender. Why would he do that? <laughs> they they go through the whole baby shower. Like right, it's all they get pink. gifts in the wrong color. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. no. Nick's in for like a big mess. This is a mess he's gotta clean up. He did say later in the podcast that, like, if that becomes an issue, if someone's like, hey, like, what happened? You told me the wrong gender. Nick would say, oh, they messed up the sonogram. Which but, I like, you're admitting possible. it on your podcast, though. If the mole is listening to the podcast, you're screwed. Mm. So true. So. I don't know what the vibes I'm thinking that he would have. Are you guessing girl? Should I just be a contrarian yeah, but, and say boy? Sure. But this is literally based on absolutely nothing. It's just. No, I know. But it's vibes. The vibes have not. Steered me wrong this whole yeah, podcast. Yeah, never steered you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
Moving on? Yes. Okay, moving on. If you guys listened to our recap on Tuesday morning, we mentioned in that recap that we have a new Patreon that's all about Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. We recorded with Reality Steve, and he told us he broke down everything. I was shooketh. I was very excited to hear, like, who is going to be on the beach. There's some really good, like, fan faves that are going to be there. Normally, this is the time, guys, where we would put, like, a clip and have you preview the episode, but... It's spoilers and it's juicy. So we simply cannot just throw a clip in here and spoil things for you. You have to go to the Patreon yourself. It's too risky. We just could not. Too risky. Couldn't risk it. And we talk about Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. We also talk about charity finale spoilers. Mm -hmm. We talk about Next Bachelor. We talk about salary, Paradise salaries. We get into it with Reality Steve. So go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and you can check out that episode plus all of our other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll put the link in the episode description. So if you want to go right to that episode, it's just super convenient for you. Okay. Totally. All right, moving on. Okay, guys, I have figured out the secret to smelling good all the time, all of the time. And it's Lumi deodorant. So Lumi is a whole body deodorant. You could put it literally anywhere on your body, like armpits, down there, your feet, your butt crack, literally anywhere you want, and it will stop odor from happening. It is amazing. And in case you guys don't know, like, some of the history of Lumi, it was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So then she developed Lumi. So it's a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, it's skin-safe, and it's clinically proven to control odor for up to 70 Two hours. So I'm talking like I go to the gym and I leave the gym and Mm. I am like all disgusting and I smell fine. Like I smell great. It's interesting. I was out to lunch with some family uh, a couple weeks ago and my sister-in-law was like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's hormones, but I feel like I have BO no matter what deodorant I use. And I'm like, girl, I got you. I gave her the code. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I had it in my bag. I handed it to her and I was like, use it. She's like, I didn't smell the rest of the day. Like since using Lumi, like this is a true encounter. And then she went home and she bought Lumi from lumideodorant.com slash she's all batch. So if you use this code, that will get you $5 off a Lumi starter pack. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you go to lumideodorant.com and use code she's all batch. The starter pack comes with a solid or cream stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, a body wash mini or a cream tube mini, and 15 wipes, like body wipes. Plus free shipping. Body wipes are truly like my saving grace in the summer to just like keep in your purse and just give a little shoop, 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 shoop on your armpits whenever you're feeling a little smelly. Um, So go check them out, guys. You can go to Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use code She's All Batch for over 40% off your starter pack. Amazing. Literally do it now. You won't regret it. I'm telling you. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and I I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it too. I would almost say, do you think it's a good time? Yeah, I would, actually. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Well, this first one's about Fatspa. Ah! Bachelor sighting Fats Ben Higgins. Mm. Seven years ago at the Grizzly Rose in Denver, I met Ben backstage at an Eli Young Band concert. This was peak Ben, and I believe he was still with Lauren at this point. He was alone. Our family friend works for Eli Young Band, and we'd been backstage many times, but this is the first time I saw anyone noteworthy I wanted to meet. I told my fiancé, hey, it's Ben from The Bachelor, and he went over and asked if Ben would say hi. Ben came over and said, I had such a nice fiancé to do that for me. He gave me a hug. Very nice, but short interaction. He asked, how did you get back here? I'm not sure if he was accusing us of sneaking backstage, 
but we explained the connection. The interaction ended when he wanted to go back into the main crowd to enjoy the concert. I'm sure he was surrounded once he went into the main crowd. I was reminded of this meeting in my Facebook memories, and then she shared her Facebook memories screenshot with me, and this is seven years ago. I met Eli Young Band and Ben Higgins, The Bachelor, tonight. Not sure which one I'm more excited about, but either way, my fangirl is definitely showing. I don't care who knows it. Couldn't have done it without Chase. Huh. I'm assuming Chase is the family friend? I think so. Good job, Chase. Gorgeous. Love that for you. Did she say where the concert was? Denver. I know, but I'm saying, like, was it specifically at the Red Rocks Amphitheater? I went to Denver for the first time this summer, and that's a cool place. So I hope it was there. That's that's it. That's my whole story. You're just trying to bring it back to Taylor Swift. Kind of. But also, that's just, like, I don't know a lot of things about Denver or concerts Mm. in Denver. Well, Ben's from there our friend. Yes. And when we were there though, for Taylor Swift, we went to go see the Red Rocks Amphitheater and like hiked around there. It's nice. Mm. I get it. I get the vibe. I like that Ben's like, what are you doing back here? (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of like, like who knows what she's doing back there? Like, why would you just make that assumption that she doesn't like, that she's not part of the band? (laughs) What are you doing back here? Right. Exactly. What's anyone doing back there? Well, why was, what was he doing back there? Who knows? Like, was, did he have like VIP passes because he was the Bachelor? Maybe. She should have come back and said that. <laughs> what am I doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. What's anyone doing anywhere? Next one. Hi, I have a Bachelor encounter. It's so funny because every week I listen and think how I wish I had a Bachelor encounter to, sh- to share. And then I randomly woke up this morning and remembered that I do. How did you forget this whole time? <laughs> and you woke up like as if you got like um, prompted in a dream like something yeah. came down and spoke to you and be like remember your bachelor encounter and then she wakes up and is like oh my god yeah in 2012 my now husband and i joined another couple at a jason aldean concert in tinsley park a chicago suburb before the show there was a random huge line outside the entrance to the seats and we couldn't figure out what it was for eventually we saw that it was to meet chris bukowski from emily's season which was still currently airing I'm pretty sure he had just gotten off the show like that same week of the concert and people just loved him then. My friend and I decided to stay in line to meet him while the guys went to our seats. I will say he was super nice and took pictures with everyone. It's hard to believe it was literally over a decade ago now, but I remember thinking that whole thing was so crazy. Here's a picture for reference. She shares a picture from the concert. Remember, this was 2012, so random dark filters were cool. Also, I remember thinking he was super tan and had to be wearing makeup. Hmm. But n- no confirmation whether he was actually make- wearing makeup. Right, right, right. Got it. I need to know, like, so there was a line to meet him outside the concert. Was it a formal meet Chris Bukowski thing? Or was he just there and people were literally lining up? Yeah, my guess is it was not formal. That it it was just, like, he was there and he was being recognized from his time on the show. But a line formed? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird, no? That's kind of weird. I mean... In, if it was literally he went home that week, he was very popular that season. Right. So I'm fourth. sure like maybe people like maybe one group went up to him and was like, oh, my God, you're Chris Bukowski. And he was like, oh, yeah, haha, Yeah, you can take a picture. Sure. And then another group was like, oh, my God, they're taking a picture with Chris Bukowski. Then they got in line. Like, you know, I could see how a line could casually form. I also love the um, filter call out from like the 2012 aesthetic, which was very much peak Instagram. That's when Instagram first started and, and people would post like weird artsy pictures with a horrible of your, like, filter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Good times. Ben shows up out of nowhere at the concert and he's like, what are you doing here to and Chris Bukowski? He's like, this is my turf. 
Next one. Okay, first of all, I'm obsessed with your podcast. I have a Bachelor Encounter. Thank you. I have a Bachelor Encounter that I've been sitting on and listening to your interview with Sierra was the straw that broke the camel's back and made me finally write this all out. Wow. Okay. It's not technically my encounter, but it's all true. And I'm not going to undersell it because you might actually die at all this tea. Whoa, I have not, I don't read these. Oh my God. You might die from the tea. I don't want to die. My best friend worked Nick's season of The Bachelor. I have photos to prove it, which I'll send. She was a talent manager, production assistant, who worked exclusively while they were at the mansion. The reason this ties to the Sierra interview is because I actually laughed out loud when she said they went to check the microwave and tell production about the mic'd side piece combo. Production is listening at all times. My friend literally had to hide in closets listening to the audio coming in from the mics and use a walkie-talkie to tell camera operators where to move around in the house to capture things. One day, she was assigned to Corinne duty and realized that Corinne was writing a birthday card for Nick. I don't know if they ever showed this, but it was his birthday during filming. And she had to orchestrate girls walking in, finding the card, and creating drama. Regarding Corinne, she said the girl was actually so nice that people really liked her. She just slept all the time. She also said they knew Rachel was the bachelorette night one. Pretty sure this has even been confirmed by Nick. And that Rachel is an absolutely radiant person with a magnetic personality. She's one of those people you could feel when they enter the room. Anyway, that's all side info. The real part I thought you would find the most interesting is what she had to say about Nick. Oh my God. This, this is, is like- already <laughs> so good. I love the whole tidbit about like a PA hiding in a closet, listening to literally everyone's audio and telling the cameraman where the scenes are and where to go. That's crazy. Yeah, that- that also makes – I'm not surprised by it, though. It's, no, but it's good to get confirmation of yes, these crazy totally. things because no one's ever really said that specifically that that's what they do. Also, they didn't air Corinne giving – making a card or mm-hmm. that whole thing that they're referring to. They didn't air it. But I yeah. almost wonder – remember when Corinne had the bouncy castle? Mm-hmm. That's kind of birthday-esque. What if that was for his birthday and they just cut out the part that it was his birthday oh. because for a storyline like – I don't know. Unless you talk about it being his birthday the whole time, you have to cut out everything about it. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so the real part I thought you would find the most interesting is what she had to say about Nick. He's actually a dick. A lot of it was like general demeanor stuff, but the story she told me was a direct interaction she had with him. You may remember Danielle M., had a one-on-one date where a helicopter arrived at the mansion to pick them up. Another quick aside, they made the girls film reaction shots to the arrival five times. That's, I mean, I feel like that's Par for the course. Anyway, Nick and Danielle go to the helicopter and they filmed a quick bit about Nick telling her about the date. And then a producer came over the walkie-talkie and asked if someone could bring sunscreen and towels to Nick and Danielle because it was really hot and they were sweating. My friend brought them the items and she said Nick didn't even look at her as he took them, but Danielle said thanks and called her by her name. She said Nick looked at her as if it was just occurring to him that she was a person and stuttered, oh yeah, uh, thanks, and handed the towel back. Okay, I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed. Here are pics from night one at the mansion and some others she took by the pool and she sent the pics. Oh, wow. The reason why I was so surprised by this one, I wrote back to her and I said, oh my God, I can't read this all now, but I'm saving the convo so I can look later. So literally all I did was save the conversation and this is Mm -hmm. the first time I'm reading it. Oh my God. I would like to say if your friend would be willing to be interviewed- Oh, fuck yeah, We've been wanting to get a producer or someone who's been like part of production- on the show, so let us know. Also, like, if she wants to be anonymous, we can do that, too. Yeah. Um, we're flexible. But I think that would be really interesting, and we've been trying to do that for a while. So tell your friend that we want to talk to her more. Also, um, to this submitter, our Facebook group is going to want to see these photos. So if you could please <laughs> post the photos in the Facebook group. The thing is, guys, you guys are sending me photos 
And I really appreciate that. That helps with the story. But I don't feel comfortable sharing yeah. someone else's photo on their behalf. So if you are comfortable with sharing photos in the Facebook group, please go join the Facebook group and share. Because people are going to want to see these photos. And they're photos of, like, the actual inside the mansion. It's mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. Love it. Um, yeah, that... That's like one of my favorite bachelor encounters ever. It was Such super juicy. One. And while everything is like juicy and surprising, I'm weirdly not surprised by like any of it. Like right. I know Nick's a dick. Right. Me too. We all know. I know Rachel is like has a magnetic personality. I mm-hmm. know Corinne is probably, you know, not as devilish as they made her out to be on the show. Totally. I know producers are horrible. <laughs> right. But still, this story altogether. It's great. It's nice it's to great. just get all this behind-the-scenes info. Yeah. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, send it on over to She's All Batch, and we may read about it in a future episode. You never know. Okay, it's crazy that back-to-school time is already here, but in just a couple of weeks, my son is going to school for the first time. He's three, and I've never been more excited to know about the brand Little Spoon. So Little Spoon is basically a food delivery service for kids. So if I want to send my son with a healthy lunch prepackaged and ready to go, I can go to Little Spoon. So Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid. Delivered right to your door. You don't even have to think about it. It's time-saving and convenient without cost. Yeah, and they have all different types of meals that you guys can order. They have baby blends, which is fresh organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees that take the stress out of starting the solids. They have biteables, which is a transition to table early finger food meals that are cut to size to promote self-feeding and are healthy and balanced, free of artificial preservatives and junk. And then they have plates for toddlers and big kids that are free of junk food, but they taste amazing, even for really picky eaters. Kids love them. They also have um, really awesome smoothies, which I'm going to be putting in my son's little lunchbox. Um, And like, I just love that it's going to be delivered to my doorstep and I don't have to think about it. I think these plates are really awesome for when your kid gets home from school and you they're starving and they want to eat something. You can literally have one of their plates ready to go. It's just super convenient. So if you want to check out Little Spoon, which I highly recommend you do, go to littlespoon.com slash she's all batch and enter our code she's all batch at checkout. And that's going to get you 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O com slash she's all batch. Enter our code she's all batch for 30% off at checkout. All right, guys, we're here with Chris Siegfried. You obviously know him from Desiree's season of The Bachelorette. Hi, Chris. Welcome to She's All Batch. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. I'm actually really excited to talk to you because I feel like You know, the more that we keep interviewing contestants from the show, you are like a very, very rare exception in that you are still with, you were the final pick of your season and you are still married and happily together to this day. So we'll get into all that, but um, I do want to kind of like start at the beginning of your experience on the show. How did you end up on the show? What was the casting process like for you? Because I feel like everyone has a really unique story. Yeah, um, I think the. I think people do have unique stories, especially now, right? Casting is mm-hmm. way different. Um, so, gosh, I was casted back in 2012 um, in the fall. I was out at a karaoke bar. I was not singing, but I was out at a karaoke bar with friends in Seattle. And uh, back then, I don't know if they do now, but they had scouts that would just go around and look mm-hmm. for people. And 
this gal came up to us and asked us if we knew what the show was and if we were interested uh, in interviewing. And I was like, does it pay? And they're like, no. I'm like, I just moved here for work. I can't come on. But my buddy had gotten her card. Mm -hmm. So I go back home and uh, I was living with my best friend and his fiance at the time. And they were like, dude, you have to try, just go and check it out. Work will figure itself out. And so I sheepishly called her back and asked to interview. And then we went through the interview process, which is just long and arduous. Right. Did you legitimately think maybe you would fall in love on this show? Like what were your actual motivations for going on? Um, I had dated quite a bit before, just like when I was just out of a longer term relationship um, about eight months or so, nine months prior to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I knew what I was looking for. Um, I was a huge skeptic. I had no idea. I didn't really pay close attention to the show. So I wasn't super, you know, familiar with like, does it actually work? Does it not work? I knew it was a dating show, but um, yeah, going in, I was definitely a skeptic, but I also knew what I wanted. So, and and, I mean, visually, physically does fit that mold. And then I had to figure, Mm -hmm. you know, we had to get to know each other. So yeah. Did they ask you, I feel like they ask people often like who you would want to be the bachelorette or like, did you give them any names or were you not as familiar with the show? I don't remember if I gave names back then, but it was more like just my criteria, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm usually interested in dark haired girls that like to, you know, do this or that or blah, blah, blah. You know, so that was kind of yeah. my no, prerequisites. That makes sense. Did you feel that you were like a front runner in the mansion or what was your experience with the other guys? Uh, I felt like Des and I, which I was right. Um, I felt like we had a good connection, right? We had really easy conversation, which was nice. It's, it is nice to be able to have good conversation. We also had that relationship where like, if you were on a group date, you didn't need to be next to each other for that affirmation. Like, she could be over somewhere else and I'd be across the room and we can kind of look at each other and have that sense of like, okay, she's good. I'm good. We don't need to like talk right now. I'm not needy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I was definitely confident in our relationship. Um, I had a decent group of guys that, you know, on our season and we were friends. Uh, we became friends. You're hanging out with everyone 24 seven, you hang out mm-hmm. with the guys more than you hang out with the lead. Right. So we had a good group of guys and I mean, four of them came to our wedding. So if that says anything, right? Yeah, no, it Um, totally does. Were there things that you experienced with your time in the mansion that when you watched it back, you were like, wait, that's not how it happened at all. What I remember, yeah, so we, I did watch most all of the episodes, um, you know, the, we would do happy couples during the summer. I don't know if they still call them that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we would watch episodes together as well before they would air. Mm-hmm. Um, or Des would watch them, have to blog about them, and then, and then I'd watch it with her. And she'd be like, Yeah, you probably don't want to watch this one or that one or the scenes or whatever, just because I'm like, Yeah, it's cool. I don't care. Um, but uh, I forget your question. <laughs> I was going somewhere with that. Um, what was my question? <laughs> I'm um, like, I was just listening to what you were saying. Um, yeah, no, I guess was watching it difficult it back, watch, they, watching oh, it back. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. things that they, were they different. Said, yeah. 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 So, um, I think they did a really good job hiding me during the season. Like mm-hmm. our relationship was pretty well hidden at the time. Um, 
I don't think people even thought I had won until even at the final rows. Like, I think it was still a mystery, even when we announced we were coming out in a couple. So, yeah, I think that, you know, they did a decent job. Well, they did a good job when we were on our dates. But after that, it wasn't, there wasn't as much detail that came out, which is yeah. fine. I mean, whatever, but they still want to keep totally. a secret or they used to. Yeah, no, I feel like they still try, but these days, are you like before or after reality Steve really picked up in like always spoiling? I feel like you might have been right before that became a big thing. Just during. He tried, yeah. he just during because he didn't have ours right. Okay. Who did he yeah, predict he, for for it then? It was, I think it was Brooks, Brooks? or Drew. Yeah. What was so, that? difficult like obviously we always say too like this show does not like set up couples for success just like you know in the way that it's structured and then you have to sit there and watch it all back was watching it back especially seeing how the show in your season focused on a lot of Desiree's other relationships particularly the Brooks one which I feel like people always talk back about is like this brutal brutal breakup was that difficult for your relationship in a new relationship watching back these other relationships that she had no no, I'm oh. not, I'm not really the jealous type. I didn't really get jealous and mm -hmm. he was a friend and, um, you know, I just did a really good job compartmentalizing all of our relationships. So mm -hmm. my relationship with him was individual of Des and my relationship and their relationship. So I didn't, it wasn't a situation where I'm like, oh, how could you like one interesting thing I think about the show is that you're in it, right. And you're falling in love mm -hmm. and then you get out of the show. And you see this with other couples, obviously not with Des and I, but you see it with other couples where they're like, it's almost like they get hit across the head and they're like, what did I, what just happened? Right. And then they're out yeah. of it again. And now they're on dating other people immediately. So mm -hmm. um, depending on how strong your relationship was, that might be months where you go through that process of what just happened. But I think you fall out of it pre pretty much as quick as you fall into it would be my assumption based on friends and what people have done. Yeah. What advice would you give to any couple that is coming out of this show and, and dealing with, I, I'm sure all of the stuff, the public backlash, the watching it back, like how do you, what would advice would you give? Uh, don't move to LA. Uh, okay. Get back to your normal life. Uh, you're not Instagram famous. You are for a little while, right? Um, mm -hmm. Certainly use it, right? And use it to your advantage. But like that is not like what you went into the show for, presumably. Maybe now these days are a little bit different. But yeah, like, like these days, I think that's what most people are going for. I know that's the hard thing, right? Like so, when I was on it, it's so funny that we're having this conversation. I don't feel old, and I don't feel like it was that long ago. But now it's been ten mm -hmm. years, and that's just crazy because I remember talking with like people like Jason mesnick up in seattle and he would be saying what i'm saying now and i'm like dude that sounds so crazy how long ago but it wasn't right right anyway so social media just crushed it right after the show like so snapchat and twitter was just hitting and instagram was just hitting back in like 2013 14 facebook was around but i mean the show didn't even know what to do with social media at the time like we had to give our phones up you know, Juan Pablo was like the first person who started tweeting, if I remember. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if your motivation is to go on there to be famous, right? Well, you better last long because you're not going to get much airtime if you don't. And uh, 
I would, my suggestion still is you don't, you get out of that scene, right? If you want the relationship to work, you get out of that scene and get back to your normal life and you um, enjoy the, you know, F-less celebrity status that you get, right? Just enjoy it, have a good time with it. If it turns into something, right? Like there's been a couple, there's been a few couples that have really turned turned their social media brand into something. That's great. But that if you didn't, if you were, I mean, if you were in marketing and you went onto the show and all of a sudden you're, you're now thinking you're an actor, yeah. it's like, you know, go back to marketing. I feel like you just give such good, like here for the right reasons, pure motivations in being on the show, which is just so different. I mean, we talked to like everyone now who's been on the show and it, it's just so interesting to see, like, it's almost like two separate like generations of contestants. And you do bring up a good point of like, the way that social media was just kind of coming up when your season was happening. Were there people on your season that were trying to build something else outside of just being there for like the experience of travel and maybe a relationship? Because it's like, what would they have been trying to build at that point? Because you're right. Instagram wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you can, you can do too, is track people, track the leads. Right. So like Des has like 500,000 followers. Mm-hmm. The next lead has a million, the yeah. next lead has a million plus. I mean, that was, and it was like the next year. Right. So you mm-hmm. can really see social just hit. It was yeah. still around. It just wasn't as prevalent. Um, totally. I don't know if there were many people on the show with, you know, ulterior motives. I think people, you know, we were all, in our mid twenties and people are still trying to figure out what to do with life. Mm -hmm. And we're still figuring out what to do with life, even in our thirties, but, um, and even in our golden years with the new past. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know if they had many ulterior moves other than like, Oh, maybe I'll be able to sell more X or, you know, meet more girls if it doesn't work out. Like that was a couple of, you know, things that came up on the show, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, now it yeah. seems like everyone's moved past a lot of that. Totally. No, I mean, it seems like now the the playbook really is, you know, you get your followers up, you move to LA. It's interesting now, though, because the followings are not coming out as strong as they maybe were a couple years ago. Um, so people are, I feel like, are kind of scrambling to figure out, like, what to do. Like, they're like, I put my whole life on the line to go on the show, and now they can't make a career out of it in the same way people could maybe a few years ago, which is kind I of I think crazy. that gets... Yeah, it gets back to, right, enjoy the time you have. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. make it and you made some friends and people are reaching out, enjoy it. But, like, you should probably, you know, what was your passion before going into the show, right? Yeah. Maybe follow that because if your passion isn't that scene, right, that L.A. scene, which is a lot of fun, or Instagram scene, which can be fun and can pay. But, like, if that's not your thing, like, it probably will just fizzle out and then you're going to chase something that isn't what you were ultimately wanting. Totally. Um, did the show ever reach out to you guys to come back to like host a date or be there as a success story? Um, I think the show still is figuring out or needs to figure out the success story thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a long and aired franchise that like, you know, when you do have success stories, I think it should be highlighted more in my opinion um, for them. I mean, I don't care, right. but uh I I would think that there'd be a cool, some sort of episode or series or show 
bring them back with their kids and look what's going on. If people wanted their kids on, we would have to think about that. But like, totally. you know, like yeah. there is something there with a few of us couples that are still working. Mm-hmm. Um, that's up for them to decide. Uh, Des, Des has been invited back to a couple things here and there. Uh, she, more recently. Has she gone or no, I guess she, I haven't seen her on the show in a while. <laughs> yeah. I said more recently, but definitely not in a while. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, more recently for sure. Like, so they just, they're having their 20th bachelorette anniversary. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. They're it's getting up there. For, it's close. Yeah. yeah. So there's only a few of them, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think all of them, all couple of the girls could make it, but mm-hmm. um, they're back. They did. They'll do something. I think that this year for that something small. But so they don't ask you guys to come and like, because it's just so crazy. Like they had on Paradise last year. Ashley and Jared were there, and they were like doing. They made like a whole storyline out of them for like episodes and episodes. And I just, I just find it interesting that like some of these people get asked and like almost like love Ashley and Jared. They're great people, but like almost overstayed their time on paradise. Cause we're like, we want to see the new couples. Like, why are we focusing on them versus like, we never hear from you guys. We never see like, like Ari and Lauren is another great example of a couple that's like still together and they never seem to like bring you guys on. Yeah. You know, I think you have a mission to figure that out. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the answer is. Um, you know, I still know a couple of the producers that are still there and they're great, but, mm-hmm. uh, that also turns right. Just with time, there's turnover yeah. in those positions. I, sure. I don't know why. I don't know why there isn't more, you know, blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring the success stories around. I yeah. Know. And that's a good point. Ari and Lauren, like I forgot about, I know they're in Arizona and um, my brother-in-law has worked with him for uh, off on and off for certain things. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I just guess I didn't realize I don't really see them out and about. Yeah. Was your, so this is kind of, mm-hmm. Still, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Oh, I was just going to say it's it's not a good or bad thing. I just think that there is something that they could probably take advantage of as far as like, hey, this works, but mm-hmm. and this is successful. But if it's not kind of what the their plan is right now, then yeah. Yeah. No, kind of jumping back though to your time on the show, was your family like support? Well, like when you get off the show and you're like, hey, I, I went on a TV show and by the way, like I'm engaged to the lead was your family like skeptical of the situation or like, how was it kind of like explaining to people in normal life that this was kind of the situation? Uh, my family is supportive in the decisions that I make. And so yeah. they had seen me date and, um, you know, does kind of fit that mold, that traditional mold. And they liked her a lot when they met her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my mom, as the example, my dad is kind of going with it, but my mom, as the example, was just like, are you sure this is what you want? And, you know, put mm-hmm. the main questions like, is this right for you? Is this right for both of you? So they were supportive. Um, you have, yeah, the way I would always explain it is it's definitely speed dating, right? But you're getting to questions on the show um, that you don't get to in real life for like a year or two or a year and a half into a dating relationship. Right. True. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's ever, ever said it like that, but that's how I think I'm like, you're going into date one saying, Hey, do you want kids? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you were to say that these days, people would be like, Whoa, I just want, like, I don't know what beer I want. <laughs> right. Like, totally. I don't know yeah. what wine I want. So you're asking super serious questions pretty quick, but you're also, that's what the whole show premise is, right? You got to get to the point of, is this a relationship? was the premise you get to mm-hmm. a point where is this something that i want or not and how do you know until you ask those questions 
And yeah. in real in real life, you just can't ask. You know, unfortunately, you can't ask unless you find the right person out. It's just not a question you ask right away. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, you said like, oh, that's the sh- way the show is, but then you kind of corrected yourself in the, the way the show was. What do you mean by that with like how the show has been operating recently? Do you guys still watch it? Oh, very occasionally. Yeah, yeah. very occasionally. Um, I, do, I I more say like is and was is like, you know, you know back when we were on the show, um, I just, like you said, for example, like people are going on and seeing if they can become Instagram famous. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was the case back when we were on the totally. show. Totally. Yeah, no, right? that's like, fair. Or like when Tristan Ryan did it, right? Like, I don't know if they were going on the show to say, oh, I hope MySpace blows up for me or, or Facebook, right, right? right? Like, it's just different. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Connection. Yeah. yeah. What is life like for you guys today? It seems like you guys live in like, normal marital bl- like I feel like you guys are just so normal <laughs> compared to the other people that we talk to from the show like what are you guys up to these days I think we're pretty normal um, yeah you know we're doing the daily grind with two kiddos you know mm-hmm. four and six and two dogs and uh we've got some space so we've got to take care of property a little bit but I mean I go to work every single day um doing mortgage brokering and that's you know, as far as like, she's still doing custom dresses. So she's right. literally right now working on a custom dress for a That's wedding. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, too. So, you know, those are pretty normal mm-hmm. every day. We get, I mean, we still have our ups and downs just like every other couple, but um, go on vacations and take the, the kiddos are learning how to ride their bikes, right? Like those are all really normal cliche things, but our four-year-old just learned how to ride a bike without training wheels, right? So ah, he's so super fun. jazzed and wants to ride his bike all the time. So the last yeah. vacation we went on was pretty much all bike riding. That's so fun. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think, um, I still meet people today that are like, oh, you guys were on the show. And it's like, wow, you, that's 10 years ago. That's amazing that you remember that. Um, but I think that's a testament to the show in that people like it and they mm-hmm. they still follow people. And I think it's cool. Um, but we just do very normal stuff like everyone else. Go to the grocery store just like everyone else. And, right. You know, you go, you can still tell though when someone knows, you can tell if someone's watching you. Yes, uh, I can see that. Like you walk down an aisle as a, an example or you go out to a restaurant, you can tell if like, someone's like paying attention mm-hmm. so does that happen to you guys often still or not as much uh we i'd say we still get recognized yeah when we go out mm-hmm. um, right before this i had a phone call with um this lady that she's like yeah we've worked together i'm like i don't think we've worked together right, right. no i know you i have i'm like oh how do you are you sure we Wait, like ma'am do you watch abc <laughs> like that's- so every once in a while when that happens yeah people are like oh, i know you from somewhere i'm like uh Seattle, Portland. They're like, no. I'm like, bachelorette. They're like, yes. I'm like, mm. okay. And there now I don't even like try to play the game. I'm just like, is it this? <laughs> or if it's not, then I look ridiculous and I say, right. That. That's so. They're funny. like, no, it's not that. I'm like, I don't. Oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. It was like so good to hear from you and catch up with you. Where can our listeners find you? Are you are you on the Instagrams now? Even though that was not a, a motivation back in the day to go on this show. Yeah, you can definitely go check me out on Instagram at Chris R. Siegfried. 
Um, it's, it's a lot of, it's some family, a lot of real estate related stuff now, just because that's Mm -hmm. what I do. Um, but yeah, you can find me on the world wide web. Perfect. Okay. Well, we'll be in touch when this goes live. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, definitely share this episode with a friend and tell everyone, you know, Yeah, I think that's a good amount of people to tell. I would say probably everyone you know is the right amount to let them know about this episode. If you're looking for more content, go check out our Patreon. Um, Go check out our Facebook group if you're looking for like-minded, she's all batch-loving friends. And follow us. Follow Stephanie at she's all batch. You can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And if you want to check out any of our sponsors, Lumi Deodorant, you guys know I swear by it. Go to lumideodorant.com slash she's all batch. That'll get you 40% off your starter pack and you'll start smelling fresh all the time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have kids going back to school, definitely check out Little Spoon and it's a freaking food delivery service for your kid. How convenient can we make it? Go to littlespoon.com and use code she's all batch and that'll get you 30% off. Yeah. So savings all around, people. Savings all around. Is that it, Jackie? I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Bye.